Stop. And so he, hey boys, like stuff going on. It's actually a pretty exciting week this week in sports. Tiger Woods making the final pairing. Um, I think he's actually what? Well, I think he's even or up on the leaderboard today, starting today. Yeah, I, I missed it. Uh, I missed it today, but last week, I mean, it was pretty exciting that he was back on the you know top of the leaderboard and uh, the ratings went crazy. Um, you know, I oh, think yeah, the I ratings that. are five point one or whatever the hell that means, but. I think even the Masters is like a 7.1, so the ratings were like crazy for just a, you know, a tournament, uh, not a, not a major. So it's great for the sport. Tiger does crazy for golf. I mean, I, I, I'll tune in if he's in, you know, the final pairing or up top. Oh, absolutely. Tiger's my favorite. I, I will definitely watch when he's playing. There, this is the Arnold Palmer uh, Invitational you're talking about, right? Yeah, I don't even know where that is. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's tied for seventh right now, four under. He did drain a 70-foot putt today. That's right. A 70-foot oh, putt. Nothing, nothing. Then we got football trades. Like, well, Kirk Cousins, he's only making how much? Like, $30 million a year? Or a million That's it. Kirk Cousins, who's that? I mean, can you even spend that? I mean, you can't spend that money. I guess you can, like, if I was to win that money or get that money today. Like, yeah, I can go buy a mansion. I can go buy a boat, fucking Lamborghini and 10 cars, but... Your second year, I mean, what do you do with it? Because you bought all that. I mean, I guess obviously you invest, but Jesus Christ, that's a lot. Give, give it to your family, I guess. Yeah, you yeah. see a lot of these guys going bankrupt, though, so they, they sure as hell spend it, man. Look at Mike Tyson, fucking idiot. Got to hook, hook mom up with a Bentley. Yeah, diamond earrings. Oh, diamond earrings. A-Rod, A-Rod just has a new TV show. Did anyone see that? No. Did not. I forget where he helps these people out. Anyways, this NBA player drafted number one in, like, 1995, I can't think of his name. He made 61 million, or 62 million dollars in his career, and he's bankrupt. Well, that's it. Yeah, I guess that's, can't really pay the bills of that. Yeah, they have a lot of people coming at him for investments, and they, they make bad decisions, and they invest in stuff that goes belly up, and it's been, like, pretty controversial about people just coming after him for money, and I think things have changed a little bit since then, since all these guys have gone bankrupt over this. Um, you know, they're a little bit, their financial advisors are a little better off these days, I think. Well, you see a lot more, too, now, like in the NFL, see, uh, there's a lot more put into like symposiums and stuff to, to, to uh, kind of intervene with rookies before they even get in the league to try to uh, educate them a little bit on how to invest their money, spend money, make wise decisions. So they're, they're trying, to, I think, to prevent some of that bankruptcy that you're talking about. They should follow the uh, NHL. I mean, that's why the rookies you know have that first three years is uh they only can make like i think it's nine hundred seventy-five thousand dollars this year and you know and then they're they release them to a free agent to the big money you know hoping that they you know manage you know nine hundred fifty thousand, and then their agent can kind of say you know Where's your money? What are you doing with it? None yeah, of your yeah, fucking right. business. It's gotta be hard to live on. It's gotta be hard to live on nine hundred thousand. I mean, it's just gotta be difficult. Yeah. Gotta keep up. Gotta keep up with the Joneses, going out with the guys, and spending money, and having a nice car and a lot. <laughs> nine hundred thousand. Oh, holy lord. Yeah, it's nine hundred seventy-five thousand. I think it's moving up to one point two million this upcoming year. Mm. Anybody see the? Uh, anybody see the Rangers last night? They come back. They uh, ended up winning a shootout. Malkin, Malkin uh, got stopped by the new new uh, Rangers goalie, Alexander. 
Yeah, he's been playing pretty well. I, I don't I know you two are Rangers fans, but I think Henrik, I mean, he is awesome. He's a Hall of Famer, but um, he's, on the, he's on the other end. He's on the other end, man. I mean, I could still he's still in the top ten for definitely right now of active players, but I mean, he's like seven. Kidding. Well, yeah, that, I mean, he, like, he had uh, yeah, he had back-to-back games with 50 saves apiece, and then you know then he'll go out the next game and. Let him six goals, so that makes sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's almost like his body's getting taxed a little too much. They need a little defense coring back there to stop at least 10 shots would be nice. But uh, let's get into our uh, topic. Tonight we're going to talk about the uh, playoff, current playoff push right now, um, expansion teams and how they uh, pick up new players. And I guess it's kind of controversial. People, you know, don't think it's a good idea. Some people think, you know, what the hell else are we going to do? Um, then we'll talk about um, Ovechkin. Ovi can 600 goals, which is pretty big for a 32-year-old. And a little stat that um, Ovechkin, when he came into the league in 2005 and 2006, anyone else that was in that draft class or came in that year, 2005, 2006, he's 200 points ahead of them. That's great. He's the fourth quickest ever to 600 goals. Yep, he it, that puts him in with uh, what Wayne Gretzky, uh, Mario Lemieux, and Brett Hall. Jesus, he's nasty. I mean, I mean, he can score goals on his back, on his side. <laughs> that no tooth bastard. Uh, yeah, well, and then Malkin got some buckies. I thought I had bad buckies. Summer <laughs> teeth. The biggest thing about Ovechkin though, he's got he's got decent goals for it. He wrecks people too. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. he's a tough player. Yep. He's got, he's got three dimensions to his games. He's just a goal, natural goal scorer. Like I said, remember that goal on his back that he rolled yeah. around? His ball yeah. Yep. And then defense, he'll block shots and he'll put you through the glass. And then he does it all. Does, does it all. Yep. Big difference between him and Sid the Kid, for sure. I mean, big difference between him and Gretzky, even Lemieux. I mean, those guys are just mainly offensive players. So, I mean, it's, he's a back. He's total back. Yeah. What do you guys think about the whole. Uh, the talk with Ovechkin um, and Gretzky, you know, LeBron and Michael Jordan and how they, how you compare players, you know, one generation to the next. It's well, I mean, they, have you seen, uh, have you, like, looked at Gretzky's records? I mean, I just took a look at him. He has 60 records. I mean, you pull him up, Wikipedia, whatever, and you want to take a look at it. It's, like, mind-boggling how many fucking records this guy has. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you just go down and down. And then there's unofficial records. Records that you have that aren't officially on the books. It's got to be another 40 records. It's, it's like, crazy. And so, I think, you know, they say that, you know, that more goals were scored when Gretzky was playing than there is now, which kind of seems weird because they've taken all the clutching and grabbing and the, and the physicalness out of some of the game. And you can't even slap their stick anymore uh, when they're coming across the middle. So, I think that's kind of bullshit when they say that there's more goals scored then than now. Um, well, you you also have to take you also have to take into consideration the goalies had smaller pads. They didn't have well, all the goalies now too are six foot eight. Right, right. Things have changed. The, the game yeah. is different. It's hard to compare the two because you know when Gretzky was coming up, the game was just it was just different. But uh, yeah. but you know the he, he still. Used, I mean, the gloves that they used were like pillows. You know, like these massive things. Now they've got. Basically, lacrosse gloves is pretty much what they're wearing now. And the equipment has changed a lot, too, to give in favor of the... I guess, I mean, the goalies have bigger equipment, too, but 
the players had better sticks. You know, they had the one piece flexible sticks to get fat, their faster shots. You know, it's definitely an advantage for the offensive player with equipment too. I think. Another thing about another thing about Ovechkin though is he is he's staying he's staying healthy most of his career too, which is you can't say the same. Gretzky was banged up a lot. Um, Lemieux was banged up a lot. Concussions with Lemieux. Um, you had, I mean, for the most part, Ovechkin has stayed healthy, and like you say, he plays nasty too. What What did uh, so? Well, we're talking about Lemieux. He he also missed how many seasons because of what leukemia or some sort of cancer, right? And then came back. I believe you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, for him to be on that, well, he, he did score a lot of goals before he got it, he got sick. But when he came back, he was still fucking nasty. Yeah. Gretzky had 894 goals. And that doesn't include his playoff games. If you take the playoff games in consideration, he had 1,016 friggin' goals. That's crazy, man. And then he had, uh, he had 1,963 assists. If you count the playoffs, uh, he had 2,223 assists. I mean, that's over 3,000 points, like 3,300 points. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I don't know if anybody will ever touch that. It is pretty tough. And just on that point about, you know, comparing one generation player to the next, I'm with you on that. Just the whole different, the sticks, just the sticks in general are different. And then, you, I mean, you can even get into the medical equipment and the ice baths and the massages and the, you know, okay. the lactic acid rollers they have for their legs now and the smelling salts. I mean, I, I don't think, even in basketball, I don't think you can compare Le- LeBron to Michael Jordan because it's totally different. I mean, even in hockey rinks, I mean, when you played in the Boston Garden during playoffs back in the 70s, let's say, I mean, it was fucking hot in there. That ice was soft. You had those skates that didn't even, it was like a, those Chuck All-Star shoes on, on the top. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so think of all of that, and then call Ovechkin back there in 1970 with the clutch and grab. I don't even know what you can say. I don't even think you can compare. I think it's each generation. Ovechkin's probably the best player in the last, since he got into the league easily, the last 10 years, 13 years. Ovechkin, he'll have to play until he's about, what, 40 years old, they think, right, to even have a chance to break his record. So he probably he, he might be able to do it, though. Yeah, know. he's only 32. Yeah. Then you look at Malkin and Crosby and, I mean, Malkin, Crosby, and Kessel are all, all three of them are in the top, I think, top 12 or top 10 in points right now in the NHL. I mean, just, just watching, well, I'm watching the Canadians in Pittsburgh right now as we're talking, but last night I was watching the Rangers in Pittsburgh. I mean, you watch Pittsburgh, line after line, those boys are coming at you. I mean, they're stacked. I mean, just imagine lacing them up against Pittsburgh. You got Crosby on the first line, centering. Malkin in the center on the second line. Then you got Kessel in the center on the third line. Like That's a pretty deep team. That, yeah. Crosby has uh, 76 points. Kessel is 78. And Malkin's in, um, sitting in second right now with 87 points. I mean, they're all on the same team. Yeah. I mean, that's why they're winning Stanley Cups. That's something for those young guys in the Rangers, though, to be able to play a team like that. You know, they, they basically dismantled the whole Rangers team and for those young guys to play against a squad like that, that says something. Yeah, they need the points, too. Sure, what are they, they, they're seven points out of the wild card, right? So, or something like that. Yeah, seven or eight points, uh, 11 games left. Possible. Possible. Yeah, I don't know. Four or three on Montreal with seven minutes left. Damn. Uh, Canadian teams aren't doing well this year. There's not one team, I think, in playoff contention. 
Is uh, is Price in the goal for them tonight? Uh, let me see. I think that is Price. I think he's coming back, right? Did he go out with concussion? Yeah. Took a nice wrist shot to the face. No. And that Neiman M guy. Toronto's in the playoffs. Toronto's in the playoffs. Toronto's got like 
points. Seven games, yeah. Yeah, they are a dumb, they are a dumb and dumber team. They're like last, <laughs> last place. You'd have to go into overtime. Every so game. you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. Then they'd have to win every overtime game. Oh, yeah, the question same with is, the Rangers. Like, do you think coaches, like, I, I guess the reason I'm saying this is there's just so many injuries right now. The month of um, February, March has been crazy. And you think they sit them out just to rest them? But I don't think you can because you got to make the playoffs. But. The Bruins are definitely in the playoffs, so maybe they're just resting. I don't know if that's possible. You know how the NBA does that a lot. You know, that's a big controversy in the NBA. People are paying a hundred dollars for their ticket to go watch LeBron, and then you get there and fucking the coach is sitting them and drives fucking fans crazy. Yeah, yeah. NFL does it too. You know, the last game of the season, they usually sit sit the quarterback or you know the people they don't want to get hurt. Do you think that? Do you think they do that in the NHL or? Like, I don't even think you can, really, can you? It's just a grind nonstop. I don't think yeah, four weeks left. In the NHL, I mean, you don't really have um, don't really have the depth really to do that. I mean, you, I mean, don't, you're not carrying a bunch of players that are backups, really. You know, it's everybody that everybody's contributing every night. So I'm not sure you could really do that in the NHL. Yeah, I'm with you. I guess if you think about that, and you know, it's not like they only play 20 minutes a game, right? Your sure. your, your shift's 30 seconds. So yep, yep. I don't think you can afford to take Malkin off the ice and rest them. I mean, it's not like the NFL where you got, you know, three quarterbacks on your roster, you know what I mean? 70-man rosters, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's 53 and 46 are dressing in the NFL, but it's just, I don't think you can do the same thing in the NHL. Everybody on an NHL team is contributing, basically. I don't think the players want to sit either, you know? No. It's all yeah, about momentum. Is. No matter what sport it is, it's about momentum. So it's whatever team's carrying that at the end. You don't want to limp into the playoffs, that's for sure. Especially look at a guy, say he's um, up for the Art Ross Trophy, or you know, going to have one of the awards of the you know, I you know, most assists, most goals, or most points. Your coach starts sitting you. I mean, that would piss you off as a player too. You got beat up by a couple points, you know. Contract time comes up, and you've got an Art Ross Trophy, or you know, that's big to negotiate money, you know, for these guys too. That's what that's your resume. That's your they put their resume in front of those other teams. Yeah, in the um, in the West, I, in the wild card, I, I've been watching a little bit of Calgary just uh, because of the teams that they've been playing. They've been playing some teams out east, and they've actually looked pretty good. And they're uh, just a few points out in the wild card. I think it might be. Um, I think there might be a team that surprises some people and gets into the into the uh, mix. You know, I don't really see them on TV up here much or at all, but. I, I, I've actually always enjoyed watching Calgary for some reason. I think it's because back in the old minor hockey days, remember when we were a little kid, I think they had, uh, I think we wore the Calgary Flames type, uh, type yeah. jersey, didn't we? Or was it that, or was it the Red Wings? Well, we the had Red Wings. Yeah. We had the Red Wings from Jersey, that's for sure. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. No, but yeah. I always kind of enjoyed watching Calgary. Yeah, they've actually been playing pretty good. Might be because they're Chiefs colors. <laughs> I think that's why. Uh-huh. Randy McDonald. Uh-huh. Randy McDonald. Yep. Oh, fuck. Big red mustache. Red yeah. Yeah. Oh, Fucking walrus. <laughs> big red mustache and that big uh, marshmallow helmet on his head. <laughs> What's yeah. uh, the guy from St. Lawrence County play for the Flames? He's running the team, isn't he? He's the GM. Craig Conroy? Or? Yeah, Craig Conroy. Potsdam. Yeah, he was. I thought you were going to say Rob Peters. Rob uh, Peters. Yeah, I started running it last week. He, he might be flaming, but I don't think it's a Calgary flame. What was the, uh, <clears throat> he 
guys see the rumor of who's trying to buy the Panthers down here in Carolina? Is it uh, like P. Diddy or something? Is that it? Are, we, are we calling him P. Diddy nowadays? Or? Yeah, it's still P. Diddy. Is he? Um, and then Steph Curry of the NBA. There you go. Oh, that team will be all fucked up. I think. Yeah. He showed up. It's funny on. You guys been watching Sports Center? Anybody's been watching that? But uh, he had a big birthday bash. He just turned 30. And uh, he showed up to his birthday party on a yacht out there in California. The whole team was there partying. I mean, it was very extravagant, obviously. And um, they lost, like, their last three games. So the announcers or the sports writers on TV are saying they keep throwing in little bits. Must have had too much to drink at Steph's <laughs> 30th birthday party. Uh, that's what they do with all that money, right? You wonder how they can spend it, but they figure out. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> parties for hundreds of people. One for the yeah. East Coast, one for the West Coast. That's uh, Jerry Seinfeld. I've been watching Jerry Seinfeld's new show, The um, uh, Comedians Getting Coffee with Cars. Have you guys heard about that? I have heard about it, but I haven't, I've haven't. i only seen you know, maybe yeah, a couple episodes. It. It's, it's hilarious. hilarious. You got, I get addicted to it. I binge watch it. They're only um, like 15-minute clips or 20-minute clips, but they are hilarious. But anyways, he... Um, Seinfeld has uh, cars all over the United States and garages for each city he goes to. And they're not like, you know, typical cars. They're old school, classic cars. He's a big Porsche guy. Yeah. He's, only, he's only worth $900 million. Yeah. He's got a, got a ways to go. Yeah, I did run into him in the city one time, and I was, actually ran into him. He came flying out of a, um, I think it was Carnegie Hall building, and I was like walking out of work, and he like ran into me, and I was like, what the fuck? It was Jerry Seinfeld. He's hopping into a Porsche. Had like a little backpack on. He looked like the biggest nerd, man. But hey, worth nine hundred million. He didn't give a fuck what he looks yeah. like. Did you guys um, change the subject here? Did you guys see the uh, um, city council member or something hung a flag in Seattle about the expansion team? I did not. There's a lot of buzz out there though. There is a Seattle's a good place. Seattle's a good place for hockey. They got crazy fans out there. They got a lot of support for sports. They don't have they don't have a winter sports team. So it's yeah, it's a good that's a good market. Yeah, they're doing their box office, um, whatever their box office push to see how many people they had interested, and I guess it's pretty crazy, huh? Twenty five thousand season tickets sold in an hour. A bunch of liberals out there. So there. yeah, I would say they're they're pretty happy about their team. Full of snowflakes. That's why they love hockey. It's all yeah. that reefer out there. There you go. <laughs> they got the reefer money. They're all confused. <laughs> They're all confused. <laughs> That's an yeah, insult. I mean, go ahead, Mark. No, it's just are you going to get into the, um, the yeah, format? How do you think? Is there another way around this, or how do you do it? I don't know. I mean, they're they're not letting protect that many players with a new format, and you know it's they let them take one one guy per team. I think that's pretty fair. Um, you know how else? Is it that they have the pick of the they have the pick of the litter of somebody off each team? Is that what you're saying or no? No, they got they each team can protect. What is it like seven forwards and four four defensemen? I don't know. What, what yeah, anyone that has a yeah, you're right, Mark. It's something like that. And, and it's anyone that has a no-trade clause is off the table. Too. Yeah, so basically they can protect, like, you know, maybe like 12, 13 players, a goalie. Um, and then the expansion team can pick one player from each team after they protect their players. So they have to release release who they're going to protect, and then they, they have the expansion draft, and they can go in and pick whoever they want. 
which you know, I think that's fair. I know in, in the past they could protect more players, um, which in the past they didn't have any – the team that – the expansion team struggled for years, you know, because they didn't really have any good players. And they had to build from drafts, and they had to, you know, work on trades and and build their team over years. And, you know, I think the most successful team that before Vegas was uh, San Jose, you know, and they didn't have a winning season for a while. So, I mean, it's good for the sport, you know, not to have a shitty team come in. And it's good for the expansion because, you know, Seattle doesn't want to come in if they know they got to build a team for five, six years before they have any wins. And, you know, Vegas was a, was a testament. I don't know if Seattle will be able to win as many games as Vegas did. I think it might be, you know, it's kind of lucked out there. You know, it helps them attract more teams, but I don't know how many more teams they can bring in. You know, 30, it's going up to 32 with Seattle. So it's a nice even number. I don't know if they'll bring any more in for a while. Kind of crazy. Just reading here, ten thousand season tickets were, uh, or ten thousand deposits were put on season tickets in the first twelve minutes. Wow, crazy. Yeah, I mean, once the basketball team left Seattle, I mean, they had nothing. I mean, plus it's, it's they've got football. Not really, yeah, they got football. I mean, it's not really too expensive, is it, Mark, to start an expansion team? Yeah, six hundred million for the for franchise fee. <laughs> Went up a hundred million a year. You know, Vegas paid $500 million, and then Seattle wants to get in, and they bump it up to $600 million. I mean, so, you know, for, for Bettman looking at it, saying, okay, well, if I can make these teams successful in the first year or two, you know, I can get more money to, for the next team. So after Seattle, what is it, another $700 million to get in? Plus, you got to build a stadium or arena. That's big money. Yeah, pay your players, pay your workers before, before you even open the doors. Yeah, that's why you see that the price of hockey tickets are crazy now compared to some of the other, um, well, you know, basketball is expensive too, but you know, I guess everything's getting more more expensive to go see a game because of the, the amount they pay the players. But you know, hockey games are are definitely expensive now. Yeah. So just to go through the you know the regulations real quick so that everybody knows what we're talking about. So Vegas had to select one player from each presently existing club for a total of thirty players. They had to then select the following number of players at each position. 14 forwards, 9 defensemen, and 3 goaltenders. They could select a minimum of 20 players who are under contract for the 2017-18 season. And they can they must select players with an aggregate expansion draft value that's between 60 and 100% of the prior season's upper limit for the salary cap. Yeah, so the salary cap's like, what, 79, 78 million? So they had to at least spend somewhere that you know fifty million dollars on these guys. Yeah. So the 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 other thirty one or well, if we're talking about Vegas, the thirty NHL teams had to submit their protection list uh, of of the players. So they had to look down their list and say, I want to keep these guys. These guys are open, you know, to, to be selected. That's got to be a tough one too. Yeah. You know, how do you yeah. know? Well. I guess it's it's tough either way. You've got to give up some guys, but you know that's a tough decision to make. Yeah, like uh, Pittsburgh, they they let uh, uh, Mark Andre Fleury. They let, they didn't protect him. You know, they, and that was a you know, good pick for the uh, for the Vegas team. He's been playing great. I think. Does, that's any, what... does anybody know? Uh, are the teams that lose these players to the uh, to this expansion team? Do they receive any compensation of any form? Or? No, because it's just one player. Um, well, I'm not exactly sure, but you know, as far as the exposure requirements, the clubs have to meet the following following minimum requirements regarding players exposed for selection in the draft. 
one defenseman who's under contract in 2017 and 18 that played in 40 games or more NHL games the prior season or played in 70 or more in the last two seasons. They can pick two forwards who are under contract in the last, in 2017-18 season. You know, same deal. They played 40 or more NHL games or the 70 or more in the last two. And for goaltenders, it's, you know, they, they had to be under contract 2017 or 18 that are restricted free agents at the expiration of their contract immediate prior to 27-18. So if the club elects to make a restricted free agent, you know, the goaltender available to meet the requirement, the goaltender has to receive his qualifying offer, you know, prior to the submission of the club's protected list. So I, right, I get what you're saying there, but he, to, to your question, I think, it, I think it's no, like they have this list. You get only, you get to pick so many players. Yeah. Behind the scenes, they can trade again and get... Yeah, that's after... So it's two separate things, though. They have to go through this expansion. You have to go through the list of of players. They have to collect their team. And then they can do the the behind-the-scenes trade. You know, like in the NFL, like when you lose like a player to free agency, for example, there's a formula where if that player goes on to sign with another team that that the team that lost that player gets what's called a compensatory pick in the following draft. So I didn't know, I didn't know if there was something like that in the NHL now where because these expansion teams are starting the teams that lose these players, I, I didn't know if there's some sort of compensation like in the following draft where they get to, get to try to make up for the loss of that player. No, I'm not sure. It does not say anything about, you know, compensation for losing players. Sure. sure. Yeah. And then they also, their, their pick goes into the lottery too. So like Vegas, got the sixth pick in the lottery they didn't get the first pick of the, the draft automatically either which they i think they used to do it that way but you know as far as they the teams can protect eight skaters and seven seven forwards three to three defensemen one one goalie there's only eight guys in the team that get protected you know so that's that's less than i said before but that's not very many you know there's a lot of guys on the team and you only can protect eight of them and one of them is your goalie you know, so seven, seven forwards. Wait, it says seven forwards, three defensemen. I said it's eleven. So I don't know why it says eight skaters, but yeah, so eleven guys still. One of those is your goalie, so ten guys. So if you say your three top defensemen, they still got you really good. And then anybody on your, uh, you know, third line. Mark, so, there's two options. It's A or B. You have A, seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goaltender, or B, eight skaters. Forwards or defensemen oh, okay. and a goalie. Yeah, okay, that's where the confusion was. Yeah, yeah. But still, that's not a lot. You know, that's why Vegas is pretty good. You know, it's just eight skaters per team. There's a lot of good guys out there. Yep, um, and on top of that, the first and second year players that uh, are unsigned draft choices, they're exempt. So, yeah. you know, your Eichels and your, you know, your Charlie McAvoy's, they don't have to worry about leaving the, the city they just moved to to have to relocate and all that stuff. Yeah, especially because that's all their, you know, the good draft picks that they got. They want to, I understand that. They want to protect somebody that had the first, you know, first or second picks, and, and they got to release them. I guess that leads up to the next question, like, what else could you do? I mean, what did they do in the past, or, or any ideas? What do you guys think? I mean, I don't think there's 
another solution, is it? I mean, if they had to wait and draft people and then uh, maybe pick players from the AHL, I mean, like Mark said, I don't want to take, I don't want to do that if I'm going to drop a billion dollars on this franchise. And, um, yeah, then you're in the hole having to, you know, build a team. Yeah, I mean, listen, here's the thing for me. You, you have to start somewhere and, you know, you're not, you're never going to make everybody happy. So, you know, the, the question is you start with these set of rules and, you know, you just have to make adjustments if you don't like it. Yeah. I, I think the NHL is doing this the right way because of all, you know, the, like the four major sports, um, the NHL and, and, and major league baseball, like it's only the two, two sports where like people don't come out of the draft and immediately contribute. So it, it'd be hard to build a team, um, you know, just, by drafting young guys, you know what I mean? Because it just doesn't happen in those two sports. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, the only other way it really is to protect more players, you know? If they can only protect eight skaters and a goalie, you know, do we go to ten skaters and a goalie? Or, you know, it's, um, I don't know. I mean, just to make a little, I mean, I know the clubs are, the, are probably, they want to protect more players. You know, they built their teams. The GMs are, you know, I get to put this team together. Now I'm going to lose this guy that I just got. or You know, it makes it tough for them. But, like, at the end of the day, it's one player. You know, and they're protecting all their franchise guys. They're protecting their goalie. Um, you know, so they're protecting all their best players. So it's not like they're going to lose their, their top guy. Yeah, but to me, your, your middle-of-the-pack players are, you know, sometimes those are the teams, right? That's where your team is made. It's the role players that contribute day in and day out. It may be the guy that just goes and grinds. You know, I wouldn't necessarily be, be happy to lose that guy. That, that goes out and grounds and pounds every night and to turn around and then have to play the, the same guy, you know, it's, a, it's tough. I, I mean, it's tough. There's, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're just growing the sport. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if the, every guy from down from the trainer to the coach looks at it, I mean, we're growing the sport with growing the sport, you might make more money. So until you have a better idea. Yeah, bigger markets, more TV rights, more money for the league. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, if you look at it, they're franchises. Just like um, McDonald's is a franchise, and they sell franchises. The NHL is a franchisor, and they try to sell franchises to people that got a lot of money. And they're in the business of making money. Yeah. Look how much they pay the players. Look how much much do you think Beckman gets paid. I mean, I know that usually the commissioner gets a piece of every time that he brings in a franchise too. So he probably gets paid when Vegas comes in, he gets paid when Seattle comes in, you know, so the more he can make it attractive for him to expand, he makes more money. Yeah. And, and we talked about this last, uh, I don't know, a couple episodes ago or a podcast ago, you know, the, the fact that they're bringing on two new expansion teams in, in roughly two years means the NHL is growing. So, you know, they're, they're doing the right things investors are i mean as an investor putting up 600 million dollars and then having to have a budget to actually run the team in order to bring in that billion dollars and invest you know they they must see some profits at the end of that tunnel so you know it's got to be worth it batman's making about 10 million kind of roughly that's it i i'm a batman fan i think i talked on one of the podcasts expressed my uh uh, love for Batman. I just I hate when he gets booed at you know when he um, announces the trophies or at the draft just because. Why do you think that, Why do you think that is? Well, I there mean, was a time when he was not popular at all. For what reason though? But just look in all sports. I mean, they boo mm-hmm. the NBA 
commissioner. They boo the NFL commissioner. Oh, they hate the NFL commissioner. Yeah. I, yep. think, I think it's just these crazy, drunk, Bills, mafia, fucking, <laughs> don't even know where they are guys. Like, they don't, they don't actually look at it as a business or anything. They're just, we're the Buffalo Bills and we'll fight you, you know. It's, they don't fucking look at it that way. <laughs> Here, here. We're the Buffalo yeah. Bills, and we'll fight you. Well, I, I can agree that Bills Mafia might be the craziest. I mean, I'm not knocking Bills Mafia. I'm just saying that they're crazy out there. The Bills. I, I mean, the I fans. Mean, Marley and I, we Marley and I have worn Kansas City jerseys into that crowd, and it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant. No, they're, they're, that's a hard-nosed city, man. That's a blue-collar city, and they don't fuck around. They're on another level. They're, they're on the same level with Philly. Greasing up the light poles when they think they're going to win. <laughs> Buffalo, if they ever win the Super Bowl, that whole town's going to be, it's going to look like the aftermath of a massive hurricane after that place, after that place wins one. They'll probably burn down the stadium. Ralph needs to. Oh, absolutely. It needs to be burnt down. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> That stadium is awesome. I'm, as a it Bills fan, I love the tailgating experience. I love the game experience. It is a, it's a great environment to watch a game. I, I love, I love the fact that they wear those fucking construction helmets. You know, they all have the construction helmets. It's just a blue, hardworking city. I mean, well, it used to be a, a hardworking city. They're, they're coming back, but they are coming back a bit. Yeah, great environment. Yes, Man. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> Did anybody get in any uh any uh pools for the March Madness? No, Terry. No. Nope. I just did yeah. some online. I didn't uh I didn't put any money on it, but uh I got like three brackets out there. I'm in Wally's bracket, and then like around the horn, PTI and ESPN. I got huge going right to the final four. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, I guess we'll keep an eye on uh, um Tiger Woods this week. I actually picked him. I'm in an office pool for uh, golf, and uh, I picked Tiger to win this week. I figured yeah, he is the uh, he's the Vegas favorite for the Masters now. Is he? Yeah, which I think is kind of it's kind of pathetic. This yeah, is good, you know, I mean, you play one good tournament, and he's already a favorite for the Masters. That's this is a, a little bit old. I, I think it was like a, a tournament ago. But did you guys see that fucker who yelled in his backswing on the putt and then he missed it? The guy got escorted out of the freaking. He got escorted off the grounds. Rob, you know not to get behind somebody's pot. Oh. <laughs> get in the hole, he yells. <laughs> he didn't even putt it yet. He's fucking yelling, get in the hole. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. everybody likes. I mean, our generation grew up when Tiger changed the game. You know, we used to watch with our grandfathers, maybe if, you know, something. You know, he was at his house, and there was, you know, he was watching golf. That's for me, anyway. I didn't watch golf, but I was a kid. Then Tiger Woods started playing. Then everybody started getting interested, and we got all these younger people interested in golf. And you know, so our generation, you know, we kind of grew up with Tiger and Tiger being good. And so I think a lot of people our age are really excited him, him being back. Yeah, that's with, true for me. A couple of sports, you know, that have uh, have a name that carry so much weight. You know, like in NASCAR, like there's the Earnhardt effect, and you've seen their ratings are plummeting since Bernhardt Jr. retired. So Tiger has the same effect on golf. I mean, the viewership is just goes through the roof when he's playing and playing well. And what yeah. is that? What is that? Do you think that draws it? Just the excitement or just uh, just knowing that every shot that he takes is just incredible. 
incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's got the potential to, you know, just do amazing things. And so, like Mark said, you know, for me, that is true. I started watching golf when Tiger came in. You know how many times, like, us scrubs on the golf course, we're hitting out of the woods, and we, and in the back of your head, you're thinking, I'm Tiger Woods right now. I'm going to hit it over these four trees. It's going to bounce off the bunker and land three foot from the cup. And then what really happens is you shag it even more into the woods. So it's, 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 it's the kind of effect that he has in the game. He, he's just an amazing player. Yeah, I think I think he still is the face of golf. Um, well, at least for me, Phil Mickelson. Yeah, he's the reason that there's all these young guys playing golf now, and that you see all the leaders that, like you know they're in shape, they work out. You know, it was, you know before they were drinking beers, smoking cigarettes, and you know he came in, he just turned it into a you know like a, any other sport where you get in shape and you work out and try to hit the ball farther. And, you know, now you got all these young guys that are playing in, in the PGA doing it. You know. I just, I just think it's funny when he was in the woods, or what, any of these pro golfers are in the woods. Like, like these, these spectators are freaking lining up right next to him. Like, yeah, they're only the like six like, feet like, off of him. Yeah, that's a yeah, lot of pressure. The guys hide, like fucking hide behind the cart when I'm hitting it on the fairway, and then you guys are <laughs> standing right there. You know, I have no idea. I'm just trying to get it in somewhere, and uh, and these guys can curve it around trees and roll it up on the green it's unreal it is unreal well yeah they also hit 200 golf balls a day he was shaking it not in the game no it's not all right fellas we're gonna wrap this episode up